This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Welcome to Teachers Talk Radio. We've got a special for you tonight. Uh, Tom Rogers is going to be joining us to talk with Barry Smith about Ofsted ratings and that GB News interview. It is a Teachers Talk Radio special. Now, just while we get everyone connected, it is worth a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is Witherslack Group. If you haven't checked them out, you can find them at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk. And of course, they are one of the leading providers of specialist education and care. And at the moment, they, as always, are putting out quite a lot of online training sessions and I would put my name to this I know I don't do that often I would put my name I've been on some of their training it's fantastic so we'll pin a tweet so that you can find some of their back to school training sessions that they're offering now I'll just see who we've got here Tom are you with us good evening how are you very good thank you you cut a hard solid good evening to me there i was just waxing lyrical and singing i don't normally put my name to things like that but i have been on some whip slack training i really enjoyed it yeah no they've got a really good offer at the moment if you want to find out more with the slackgroup.co.uk you just click on events at the top and uh, you can see their upcoming webinars most of which are completely free of charge to to attend This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TTRadio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Uh, right, I mean, the purpose for this evening is hopefully to invite Barry in. I'm not sure I can yet because I don't. Oh, can I now? There we go. I can now. So I'm going to invite Barry in. Um, Barry's very, very kindly um, agreed to kind of come on so I can ask him some questions uh, about recent events in the last few days. Um, and uh, rather than me uh, talk about those events, it would be good to maybe hear from him and uh barry are you there i think you are i think i'm there is the technology working it is indeed uh, stay exact stay exactly where you are <laughs> <laughs> and don't I did explain um, that explaining technology to me is like explaining to your daddy or granddad i'm not good i'm not good that's okay that's okay well barry um it's been an interesting couple of days hasn't it um, it's been an interesting lifetime <laughs> It's been an interest. Certainly, it's been an interesting lifetime. Do you want to? I mean, where did all this start? Dead it was simple. a few days. Dead simple. I'll split. You, right. Um, or well, I do consultancy work. So I go to lots of different schools, and I went to this particular school in September for five days. Um, I go to schools where the head is going up. The school's not good. The school's not where I wanted to be. Um, even when I was there, there were parental complaints because they're off not if you. If you try to change school culture, um, there'll be complaints. Now you'll ruffle feathers. Of course, it's really, you Google me, I'm Attila the Hun's evil brother. So people will latch onto that. So that creates a sort of snowball effect uh, of people whining. It's only ever a, min- a minority, and it's only people, you know, they haven't actually been in the school, they don't actually know what's going on. Anyway, so that's that. So you've got a few local newspaper headlines for that. Because journalists are quite lazy right so and they've got column inches to fill they go all right okay here's a bit of a story we can just cut and paste and regurgitate any other 
scurrilous accusations, completely unfounded, that have ever been made before. And it just goes on and on and on. So then this report came out, um, Ofsted came, um, the school in question got uh, inadequate, and there were a couple of quotes there talking about, well, you know, we taught the kids, and the kids say that it's oppressive, and it's uh, overly restrictive, and there you go. So it wouldn't have probably been a story apart from, again, look, if the press can attach a story to me, it's just easy for them. Not that I'm some great celebrity, it's just, it's easy. They've got lots of column inches that they ready-made, and they can just cut and paste and move them around, really. Um, and there you go, and that, that, that's what happens. And then, obviously, I was asked to, to speak, because I'm freelance, I can't speak. If you work for a school, uh, you can't speak, because, you know, schools and trusts, they're big PR organisations, aren't they? Um, and there you go. And so I said my piece, and, and that's it. Let me, let me, I mean, you've mentioned, because some people listening won't know what's going on, right? <laughs> so l let me just, let me just kind of paint the picture. Um, about five days ago, and I'll, I'll use the, the Evening Standard yeah. as an example, that the headline was, Ultra Strict School Gets Inadequate Ofsted With Students Feeling, in inverted commas, Oppressed. And then it mentions the name of the school, which I no, won't no. on this, on this TTR show, but it mentions the name of the school, and it says that the, the strap line says the school has been visited by Britain's toughest head teacher. Again, they're so lazy, and everyone's expecting Catherine Burbleson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, is that you, though, Barry? Are you, are you Britain's oh, toughest look, head teacher? You, oh God! I mean, you may have seen me teach years ago, and you would have seen me for five minutes. Look, I could send you endless testimonials about people who've seen me teach, who've seen me when I was a head teacher there at, at Charter, and then things I did at Hackney New School and stuff. I don't even know what the word strict means. I, 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 I'm bored of my own voice, to be honest, because I'm always saying the same things. St steps, slant, shape. There you go. As I always say to kids, that's 15 behaviours to show you're working with us or against us. Uh, I'm very polite to you. You're very polite to me. The same old stuff I come up yeah. with again and again and again. Uh, look, I read a lot of your tweets and I think, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying because in many, many schools, teachers are treated really, really badly. Um, and I think, no, no, that's, you know, we're a constant refrain to kids. We're one team. We're on one side. Now, we're the team captains because we're the grown-ups and we're the adults and we decide. Um, so I strict. I don't even know what the word means. I really don't. It's incredibly loaded. Uh, it's got a, a pejorative sense now. It's, look, there was a time when you would say newspapers, ah, well, it's tomorrow's chip papers. It doesn't really matter. It comes and goes. But of course, now with the internet, um, it's there forever. And I think when Ofsted made comments in their reports, they've got to be careful because the, the press love a salacious, titillating comment. And, uh, and if they can say something that, uh, and again, something surrounding my name, it's just, it's just easy for them. Not that I'm a great celebrity, but just... It's easy for them. And journalists are quite lazy, I think, in what they do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, let's look into the article itself, because I know it was mirrored in various but it always publications. Is. It always anyway. is. I mean, what, what happened, I think, in this particular case, I think uh, a journalist wanted to speak to me, so I said, yeah, I'll speak. Um, because essentially what they do is they, they say, we've written a story, uh, do you want to comment? Get back to us within the next hour or two, Otherwise, that's it. And normally, if you're part of a, a trust or a school, you're part of a PR machine and somebody else will take care of that. And as the head, you, you don't have the opportunity to speak. Um, 
Well, I thought, well, look, if they're going to write what story they want to write anyway, then I may as well say what I want to say. They'll write their own gubbins, which will be nonsense, but at least I can put in my two pennies worth. They may use it or they may not use it. That was initially. Uh, the, so that's why you'll see a lot of repetition in the articles, because that's how it works. The school, I mean, it says here that the, the school, again, I won't name the school, but the school, um, it says it brought you in for five days last year. Yeah, I do um, a lot of that. I work with head teachers and I work in the school and I say, right, okay, this is what I'm saying. This is what I would do. This is how we start the day. This is how we end the day. This is how I'd sort out breaks. This is how I'd sort out lunch times. This is how I'd sort out internal detentions and lunches. This is how I start out um, lesson starts, lesson ends. So I, I go through structures. I talk about the kind of script that I would advocate, the kind of, I'd always go about slant and, st and shape and steps. And that's what I do. Um, I'll often do a sit So Ofsted, Ofsted said that, so in, in the report itself mm. on the school, so the, the school was rated inadequate by Ofsted. Um, you know, we can talk a, a, another time about I mean, the, know, the, the, again, so because it is, isn't it? It's so high stakes for schools. It's so high stakes for head teachers. And everybody is terrified of Ofsted coming. Everybody is frightened because they're thinking, who's going to come through the door? I don't know who's going to come through the door. And we're trying to second guess. How do you know that schools had, had the call? Because suddenly the walls are covered in mental health posters and LGBT posters and safeguarding posters because everyone's saying, well, I've stayed like this. Well, I've stayed like this. And that, that's the world we live in. People, it, it's sort of Damocles and people are terrified. So I've said in, in this particular inspection, um, rated the school inadequate. And they said the way that leaders implement the expectations um, which they seem to suggest, obviously, with your five days in the school, came from you, the, 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 the policies and the structures. Well, I don't know about Ofsted, but obviously it's an easy thing for the, for the, 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 uh, the press to grab onto, isn't it? They... Well, I suppose I'm asking you, Barry, I mean, did they come from you? Well, I mean, the way in which that school was operating, well, I don't know. I was, was that... Five days in September, <laughs> and Ofsted came in May, I've got yeah. no idea. Um, I know the bloke, uh, the head is a, is a good bloke, he's an honourable bloke, he wants the very best for um, the staff and for the kids. I know that when I was there and I talked to the staff, immediately in the first five days, the staff were saying, wow, we can see a difference, we can see a difference. And, you know, at one point, the staff applauded me, going, yeah, we're loving this. Because, again, it was just, this is about genuine mutual respect, which is the same old mantra I talk about all the time. It's not about being a bully boy, I'm honest, I'm honest. it's about going, right, um, we deserve, this is a school built upon genuine respect. You will be as polite to us as we are to you. And we're going to model and show you what courtesy looks like. There you go. So that's what I advocate. Now, I go to lots and lots of schools, don't I? So how people um, follow through with my advice, well, you know, I, I can't do a lot about that. He may have done a brilliant job. I don't know. Um, I certainly know he's a good bloke uh, in my estimation what I know about him. But I think I think the way I mean, the, I, I mean, really, the report. I mean, it's, for example, in this article, there are quotes from parents who say, you know, there's one here that says most of the kids I know. I mean, this is a classic like media quote. Most of the kids I know are getting anxious, upset and don't want to go to school because they're so scared they're going to get in trouble over silly, silly things. Most of the kids. And, you know, um, again, you know, these parents can say anything, can't they? with impunity and heads generally don't have the opportunity to defend themselves 
You can say you can say anything. You can say absolutely anything. Um, that that is that that is the problem with um, the media. The problem with they, again, they're looking for something that's titillating, exciting, because that is how you get eyeballs on your newspaper column. That's how you get clicks. That's how you create um, publicity and and advertising revenue. I mean, Ofsted themselves have tweeted here. Um, this was about, I'm sure you've seen this about four hours ago, but they said, you may have heard or read that we recently downgraded a school to inadequate because it was too strict. This is not true. The inspection report makes clear that there was a number of serious issues at that school, including bullying and safeguarding matters. Being strict is not a problem as long as the school's approach works. In a recent speech, Amanda Spielman said, for some, the word discipline conjures images of overstrict head teachers, punishment and coercion. But for me, discipline is rooted in respect. Respect for the school, staff, fellow pupils and for learning itself. It's the discipline of being on time, of treating people well and of making an effort. In successful schools, these things are taught and reinforced humanely and effectively. Discipline is not a dirty word. Now, I know you... Well, Amanda, I mean, that's music to my ears. That's, abs- that's exactly the message that I give to every school I go to. You know, I could have said that. Yeah. So I mean, so you're saying you 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 agree? I agree hundred percent with what uh, the, the Amanda Spielman quote there. Absolutely. You know, remember for ten years before we set up Michaela, I was teaching teachers. I was driving the school teaching teachers. I've got I've taught thousands of teachers, been to hundreds of schools, and again then I will be giving um, Sir Michael Wilshaw uh, quotes to teachers, and they go, yeah, but what will Ofsted say? What will Ofsted say? Well, this is what, this is what the chief inspector says. But the reality is we're all sat there, you know, on tenterhooks thinking, yeah, but what about this particular inspector? What will he want? We, we schools don't have a lot of faith in the, oh, in the reliability of inspectors. We think, oh, do they have personal agendas? People are frightened of that. I mean, you've written, I mean, I'm guessing this came out presumably today but before the statement from Ofsted because you've written in the mail and it says Ofsted called the discipline I used to transform a school oppressive but it's not difficult to teach children how to be respectful that's the headline anyway I mean remember I don't write the headlines you never write the headlines the newspaper writes the headlines and what they do is they contact you um, and it's very quickly turned around and they say okay it's going to be your byline your name's going to be on it we you say what you want to say they take notes, they come back, they ghostwrite it, you go change, change, change it. I mean, to be honest, I, I rewrote the article and they went, no, no, we want this. And so you're going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, it wasn't a bad article. It wasn't exactly what I would have said. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm always going to say it. Did you, did you write it? I mean, is it yours? They're not. Are you saying not, they've edited it? No, no, of course. It's ghostwritten. Yeah. But you, I, I okay. had approval on it. If there's a tight deadline, yeah. you go, okay, yeah, I, yeah, we'll change that, yeah, we'll change that, but okay. Okay. So, I mean, I suppose what in this article you talk about the idea of, I guess, your idea and philosophy on on, on this idea of strictness or school improvement and, and behaviour for learning and, and everything like that. Um, and... You've said here that when the culture of the school is clearly defined and led by the head teacher, most pupils will readily conform. The hierarchy with adults as boss become well established and accepted. But in schools where children see 
that their louder, more antagonistic peers are in control, hostility towards teachers spreads like a poison. That's a a really strong line. So can you... Like a poison, they added. Okay, but it spreads. It okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But can you but can you expand on that general? But yeah, that look, general. We all idea? know. I mean, we all know that, don't we? We've, some of us have had the good fortune to work in, in in well-run schools, and it's just the norm to be polite. Some of us have worked in some bloody awful schools, and it's the norm to be incredibly rude to teachers. Listen, speak to any supply teacher and ask them what they go through. But similarly, ask any teacher when they're applying for a job, the first thing I would wager that they're going to ask themselves and ask people that may know the school they're thinking about applying to, what's the behaviour like? Yeah, you look at the Ofsted report, but you take it with a pinch of salt. You look at the results and you hope the results are a proxy for are the behaviour will be decent. That's what we're thinking. Everybody's thinking about behaviour. And we all know schools, and we may have worked in schools that have got good or got outstanding, and you go, let me tell you about the behaviour there, because what was written on that report did not reflect the reality of the school. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, one of the things I think that teachers do want to look at and want to know more about is the behaviour in, in the school. I, I agree with that. But what is good behaviour to you? What, what is Listen, to good behaviour? What does it I, mean? What do I always say to the kids? I want this to be the most relaxed school in Britain. That's a line I use all the time. Yeah. What does that mean? And then I explain to them. And I'm, remember, my assemblies are, yeah, they're for the kids. But, you know, it's going on one ear and out the other because kids aren't really listening that much. So that's why you have to repeat yourself constantly. But really, assemblies are teacher training. That's what they are. Because you need the teachers to hear a consistent message again and again and again. Because you may have a school of 800 kids, 1,500 kids, 2,000 kids, and you've got hundreds of members of staff. So you need to develop the consistency with the staff. So when I say, listen, I want this to be the most relaxed school in Britain where any adult can go up to any kid anywhere and go, hello, Johnny, how are you doing? You all right? Oh, yeah, well, thanks, sir. How are you? And any child will go up to any adult and do the same. It shouldn't be where you're walking across the yard or you're walking on the corridor as an adult and you see a kid who's an awkward kid, a notoriously awkward kid, and you think, I'm going to look away. I'm not going to tackle that kid. I'm not going to approach him. I'm not going to speak to him because it'll be more hassle than it's worth. And that kid's a bit intimidating. That's not right. And I don't want that in schools. I want schools where adults and children, the adults, yeah, of course I'm the boy. Another line that I say all the time. God, I'm your boss. We're all your boss. Well, the nicest, kindest bosses you'll ever have. You don't know that yet. Will you get in the big world? But I'm your boss. So I expect you to follow instructions first term every time. Does that mean that we're uh, infallible? Of course it doesn't. Of course we make mistakes. But we're a team and the adults are the team captain. It's the same message. And that's why I always train staff. I'm saying to everybody, look, you know, you see teachers on duty and they're kind of hidden. They've got their back against the wall. They're not talking to the kids. They're looking away. They look anxious. They look ill at ease. They might be scowling. Because This is why I go out of the way to teach teachers to be more confident and more outgoing and friendly with kids, to be honest. on understand, Look, relationships are key, but I'm going to see the foundation of the relationship is there's a hierarchy. I'm your boss. I'm the adult. So if I talk to you, hello, Tom, how are you doing, sir? And you're a little bit cheeky. Oh, try that again, please, sir, because I'm very polite to you. You're very polite to me. Try that again. Didn't come across very polite. Now, we all need to be doing that. We all need to be interacting with kids. And I'll say, a new haircut? Oh, it looks good. Are they new glasses? Lovely. Nice shoes. You're <laughs> making conversation. And then you're expecting the kid to come back. Oh, hello. 
For example, kids are walking down a corridor and the corridor isn't as I want it to be, which is single file, eyes front, shoulder against the wall, nice and smooth, right? Listen, gents, I'm just going to stop you for a second. To the side, please, right. Now you're going to go past and everyone is going to say, morning, sir, two words, dead simple. Morning, sir, morning, sir, thank you very much. Morning, sir, morning, sir, morning, 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 morning. But you're going to say it first. I'm teaching them social skills. I want them to be polite and relaxed and comfortable meeting people for job interviews, college interviews, university interviews. I always say to them, listen, every time you talk to an adult, it's you preparing for job interviews, university interviews, college interviews. So that, that's what I'm looking for. There's, there's been a lot of kind of, there's been support for a lot of what you said. There's also been obviously criticism and, and, and kind of negativity. And one of the things that some critics have said is about the decision to to go on to GB News um, and to to do the interview. It was alongside Catherine Burble saying a few about four days ago. Um, Calvin Robinson was the host, and to give you one one example of of, of a tweet, um, this was from Adam Boxer. Um, In amongst the hyperbole, eye rolling, and refusal to accept that sometimes things can go too far, there's a point here about national standards and expectations. But being honest, I don't think these two are helping at this point. And then he goes on to criticise the decision to appear on GB News. What? What's your response to that? I mean, do you think that, because I know you mentioned before about the media and about, um, you know, whether it be you were talking about the article in the mail, GB News, whatever. I mean, do, do you understand that, that that criticism or do you reject it? I don't really understand it. I don't. Is it that he doesn't like GB News? I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've just read the tweet. It says, in amongst the hyperbole, eye-rolling and refusal to accept I mean, sometimes I, I try not to be hyperbolic about, you know, for example, when you're talking to the press, oh, so can you tell me about, uh, you know, are, are you beaten up? Are teachers physically attacked? And I say, well, teachers will be physically attacked, but it's very rare in my experience. It happens on a regular... I think one thing, I think one thing he says here, just to clarify, I think he goes on to try and, like, explain. So one of his tweets, he says... It's a good way to insulate yourself from any criticism by just saying any critique is any critic is soft on discipline. You can implement literally anything and just say, well, if you don't agree with children maintaining eye contact and crossing arms in assembly, you're soft on discipline. Well, I haven't actually said that, have I? You know, you can you can you can do what mm. you like in schools. I'm gonna say if you want if, if I'm gonna come in and give you advice, I'm gonna say, listen, slant and shape and steps are 15 really, really, really easy ways to see that kids are with you or against you. And they're really, really, really easy markers for all teachers to get on board and understand. Dead simple. Yeah. Are people getting strict wrong? Are people getting the, the, the meaning of the word strict I mean, I don't, wrong? I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't read minds. <laughs> or, <laughs> or applying it badly. I mean, I think, I think a lot of teachers are quite snarly with kids. And I think when teachers are snarly with kids, it's often fear. Um, I think they think, look, if I look tough and I act tough, then the kid won't take me on. But actually, it just looks like you don't like the kids. Um, but it's self-preservation on the teacher's part very often. Because so many teachers in so many schools uh, where the behaviour is bad, uh, teachers are it's self-preservation. Teachers, you know, it's every man for himself and they're just trying to survive. What would be what would be your like advice if you were, you know, because you said that you work with head teachers and whatnot. So, if a head teacher was saying, "Look, behaviour, I don't feel that behaviour is 
very good perhaps they could be saying it's out of control you know there's different scales and spectrums obviously but what would be what would be the kind of advice or things that you would it be contextual or are there certain things in your like methodology or toolkit that you would always say but i'm going to say the head look what what are your values what do you want this what do you want the school to look like it's your school i know what i want i know what i like what do you want you know, so I'll be walking down the corridor and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll look and I'll see how the head talks to the kids and how the kids talk to the head uh, or how other teachers talk to the kids and vice versa. And I'll say to the head, what did you think of that? Because I, you know, and generally I'll go, because I didn't find that very polite. I didn't think the teacher was very polite. I didn't think the kid was very polite. Ah, because, you know, we, we become institutionalized. It becomes normalized to be where kids are rude to adults and adults are rude to kids. And when, you know, you're having to repeat the same thing over and over again. And I don't think it should be like that. This was a this was a question from a listener. Um, is it, it, it would would a school like Michaela have been able to achieve its ethos and culture um, had um, the staff or the leadership been turning around an existing school rather than building one from scratch? But look what I did at Charter. You know, Charter was phenomenal. You've got, yeah, you've got the grades that doubled in a year and all that. But regardless of that, look, there are endless articles written about Charter. There are endless testimonials from teachers. You had people like um, Christine Council uh, saying, you know, talking about, you know, the jaw. You had Mary Myatt. You had all these different people going saying, wow, you know, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like Charter. Then we went to Hackney New School, Hackney New School, um, which, you know, again, was inadequate and awful, awful, awful. Um, well, uh, what, would you, what would you say to those who say, oh, you know what, Barry's methods are oppressive? Like, you know, we've, we've seen that word time and again, haven't we, in, in the last couple of days? You're entitled to your opinions, fine. I, you know, I, I, I don't really care. I know what I do works. I know where, where it's coming from. Uh, I know the impact that it has on kids and on teachers. Fine, listen. Horses for courses. Where do you think most criticism comes from? Do you think it's teachers? Do you think it's parents? Do you think it's the left, in inverted commas? Where do you think criticism of your most criticism of your ideas comes from? Because there's a lot of people who support your ideas. Well, you know? I, I would imagine criticism comes, I would imagine, because, again, you know, I can't read minds. Um, just, have they, have they met me? Have they seen me with kids? Do they, do they really... Are they judging me based yeah. upon what they've read in the press? If so, then I'm saying their judgments are coming from naivety. You know, have yeah. you, you know, I am. I, God, when, when I was there, Michaela, the whole timetable was set up so every single visitor would see my lessons because they went, go and see Barry Smith with those kids. Look at that. Look at that. Listen to the kids. Listen and look at that relationship. You know, you've got Douglas Moff writing, oh, and I asked the kids to take me to their favourite lesson, da-da-da-da-da, Barry Smith lesson, those kids, whoa, it was amazing, the relationship, the banter, the humour. And that's who I've always been with kids. Now, if you cho- choose to believe this, you know, pantomime character, um, this, this villain, pantomime villain, I guess, um, the, the, the press likes, because it's easy for the press, then, then fine, choose to believe that. You know, water off a duck's back for me. I know the relationships that I build with kids. I've got what do you think what do you think kids who you've taught would say about you as a teacher so if they if we spoke to one now and said hey what did you think of Mr Smith what 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 would you like to think they would say oh look again what do I like I mean everybody wants to be liked don't they but 
Ultimately, mm. you know, some will like me, some wouldn't have liked me. The vast majority will like me. The vast majority all the past like me. I've always been a very popular teacher with kids. Obviously, you know, as time goes by, and if you're going into a school and you're showing a school how to, or you're turning it around yourself, or you're showing a teacher how to turn mm. it around, there will be a level of resentment from some kids who have essentially ruled the school. Well, you know, if, if the criteria for judging whether a teacher is successful or a head teacher is successful is because he can please all the people all the time, then you're done for. Because you cannot think, right, how can I turn this ship around without offending anybody? It's impossible. Thanks, Barry. The, the stuff, the, one of the things that people uh, have also said, and, and this has been a criticism that I've seen levelled quite a few times over time has been around the kind of rules adopted so you know um children get in detentions for i don't know um not not for speaking in the corridor or for i don't know for not shining their shoes or whatever the the examples are well I don't know where those examples will come from, but they well, I'm I'm exaggerating here. I'm being I'm being quite facetious, but what I'm saying is there are the, the criticism is the sort of thing you read in the press that isn't true and never has been true. It's complete exaggeration, complete. In fact, not even a misrepresentation. Things like that are just lies. Look, if you want your 15 minutes of fame, you're going to say something that's titillating, and the press will like it, and. That's how it works. That's the system. It doesn't mean it's true. It's like, I mean, example, where do you think? Where do you think that that, that that where does that criticism come from? If if it's not true, because things are twisted, misrepresented. Uh, the press runs with it, then it's repeated. You know, lies can be told, misrepresentations can be made, and if people think, oh, that that, that grabs the imagination. It, it, it's there, it's on the website. You do another article, you go, oh, somebody said that. Oh, yeah, I'll use that again. Somebody said that, yeah, I'll use that again. And then it, it builds. It's that simple. I mean, I saw a headline a little while ago, my uh, head teacher at uh, my daughter's school makes them do this silly walk and makes them all sorts of weird things. But it was just an amalgam of lots of lies that had been told in the past. Nonsense. But that's, look, you can't believe what is written in the press. It's that simple. Um, it, I mean, I remember, I, I remember Barry when you first arrived at at Charter, and you, you know, I think that some of the rules you introduced got a real. Um, so what? Can you give me an example? Of something, something I've said. Okay, okay. So in 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 the booklet for um, for Charter Academy that you introduced, one one of the things which has been criticised not just for you but in other things is is um things like shape so we look <laughs> at people in the eye and we make eye contact and if they don't like make eye contact then they they could get a sanction or they could get disciplined or whatever well no, i've seen that criticism. shape 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 we, we talk what is the opposite of shape okay so kids speak i want you to speak in full sentences Al, say what's your name tom try the empty nice full sentence please oh my name's tom sir that now that's what i want and you demonstrate that in assemblies, and you give those anecdotes in assemblies. There you go. And when you talk, don't be hard over your mouth because it doesn't doesn't look very um, doesn't look very polite, and it doesn't look very confident either. And remember, we we want to sound confident. The A in shape. We don't mumble. We articulate. So I want to hear every single word so you sound confident. P big projection. 
fill the room with your voice. We want to hear your answers. It's important because everyone in the room needs to hear what you're saying. And when you look at somebody, confident eye contact. There you go. Five behaviours. Now, we're not saying eyeballing people. We're not saying staring at them. We understand that some kids are a bit shy and you, you apply stuff with sensitivity, a bit of, bit of nose. I've never known any kids have a problem with it. Now, I've known people, detractors, talk about it. But I've never known a kid, including lots of kids that have been diagnosed with autism. I have never known a kid have a problem with it. And I, I, kids have, kids wouldn't be punished for that. If you know a kid is there's something, you know, he's a little bit ill at ease, or maybe does have something, a medical condition, or whatever it may be, then you'd use a bit of nose. And what I'm constantly saying to teachers, you, this is a guide. You've got to use some nose. You've got you, so you've got to judge the body language. You're thinking, you know, kid will go, oh, and I've got detention, and I only, and I got detention. It wasn't fair because I only did. Well, no, it was because you constantly. The teacher asks you to, excuse me, Johnny, uh, eye contact, please, because the kid's looking away as he curls his lip, yeah, and he won't respond to you again. Please, I'm very pleased. You're very pleased. For example, I'll use you as an example. You're walking towards my classroom. I'm meeting you at the door. Hello, Tom. How you doing, sir? You well? You don't even look at me. Tom, eye contact, please. How are you, sir? You well? But you're in a mood. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine. So your body language and your tone of voice is really, oh, try that again, please, sir. I'm very polite to you. You're very polite to me. Remember, you've had a series of assemblies explaining exactly what is expected in this school. And you're looking around and 95% of kids are doing exactly the right thing. And we're getting that interaction again and again and again. So it's completely normalized. So you're choosing to be rude. And so at that point, I'm saying, oh, I'm very polite to you. You're very polite to me. There's your first demerit. What? This school's crap. You've now got a second demerit. You've got <laughs> now you've got a detention. Oh, this school shit! You're now on court. And when you're on court... You're apologies on court. for the language. Oh, apologies, apologies. Uh, we all know the kids would say a lot worse. Um, yeah. and, um, and then, you know, so then you go to, to internal isolation. You do lines for half an hour. If after half an hour you completed the requisite amount of work, it's neat to your standard, and we have to use a bit of notes about that as well, and your body language, facial expression, tone of voice are as they should be. You're as polite to us as we are to you. After half an hour, you can come back. But of course, if you're not, if, if you haven't met those standards, you will be staying there until you have met those standards. So in, in all, of, all of that is explained in assemblies every morning. All of that is explained to kids at the beginning of every lesson. Ladies and gents, a reminder, if you want merits, I want lovely shape answers. If you want golden tickets, I want shape answers. If you, if you want to avoid demerits, it's easy in this school. In fact, it's really hard to get demerits in this school by accident. If you use slant and if you use steps, well, you can't get demerits, can you? It's easy. And that message is repeated again and again and again. So you've got staff consistency. So nothing's a surprise for kids. There was one, I mean, when I interviewed Catherine Burlesing on CTR, uh, which was a few months back, one of the things that I kind of put to her was, uh, and it's exactly the same that I would say for you, is is this idea. I mean, it's the same with shape, but also slant. So one of the criticisms of these acronyms or these strategies has been that for neurodivergent students that, you know, asking them to make eye contact or asking them to sit still or asking them to apply certain rules or directions so strictly at different times isn't conducive and isn't isn't necessarily right for each individual child um and for example i know that one at the time when you took over charter 
you know one of the statements in in the booklet is is um listen carefully at charter you listen to every single word your teacher says very very carefully you listen to instructions very very carefully you don't pick up your pen or your ruler or anything else until your teacher gives you the signal so i think some of the criticisms things like that are well some students might need to fidget or some students might need to um d do whatever they need to do to be able to kind of well in 25 years that, that just hasn't been my experience <laughs> you explain to them really clearly. Now you see a kid, they're used to fiddling, they're used to fidgeting. Ladies and gentlemen, my signal please. Three, two, one, wait for it. Three, two, one, wait for it. Go, 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 go. And they're giggling and they're smiling and they pick up the pen and they know what to do. It's simple. Now you see a kid pick up his pen and he hadn't given the signal. You're not down on him like a ton of bricks. Of course you're not. You'd be an absolute idiot. So you explain all of this to kids in assemblies every single day. You're going into lessons constantly. And you, you know the teachers that are too slack. You know the teachers that are too heavy-handed. And so you model for those teachers. Not, not things they're a perfect system because we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of kids and hundreds of members of staff sometimes. But you model, 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 model. And where you see things going wrong because teachers are too laissez-faire or because teachers are too heavy-handed, you say, oh, we've got to be careful about that. Again, I'm saying, listen, I don't mind you. Please, teachers, look, do use the demerit system. But also just be aware, and we will be checking how many demerits are used and how many det detentions you issue. That's fine. But that's and just because you've used lots and lots of detentions and lots of demerits, that doesn't mean to say you're a bad teacher or a good teacher. But I'm going to come and think, what's happening there? Because he's not issuing demerits. Is it going brilliantly well? He's not. He's issuing loads of demerits. Hmm. Is it going very badly? I don't know. So to calibrate as a, as a school leader, you get in there and you find out what's happening. That's why just looking at a screen and, 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 and clunking data, that, that doesn't show you what a school is. Not at all. So you have to be in there and then you have to calibrate and reteach and reteach and remind teachers and remind kids all the time. That's why daily, daily assemblies are so important. Um, uh, I had a tweet in supporting you here, Barry, from, from Jeff. He says, I can really empathise with Barry. The press can blow everything up. Three years ago, I took a picture of a, a full pineapple in plastic and I tweeted it and a week later headlines included teacher at war with supermarkets, teacher fury and it was picked up by the Sun, Daily Mail and even the New York Post. Is that her with a pineapple? Evil woman, she's evil. How could you let her ring in? Oh, it's a he, but oh, I mean, well, I'll, I'll pin the, I'll pin Jeff's tweet. So, oh, so I heard Jeff. Sorry, I heard Jeff. I do. <laughs> but, but I thought that was, I thought that was quite amusing. But of course um, they do. They look. They, this is how you sell advertising. But would that? But would 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 the argument be though, Barry, that you know, I, I know one of the criticisms I mentioned it earlier about GB News. Do you think that that does the cause more harm than good? Because people. You know, there's a lot of people who feel very strongly about certain media outlets who they don't feel are. If you don't like GB News, that, that's that's your choice. I mean, I, listen, I'm not the police. I'm not the Stasi. I'm not coming around telling you. What oh no, but I was going to, I was going to, I was, I was going to add there at the end that feel that certain media outlets are not necessary, are, are even more hostile, if you like, to teachers and the teaching profession than maybe others. That's why I was going to finish. Oh, with. sorry. No. Um... Mad. Does that make sense? Like, in, my, in my experience, I haven't found GB News to be hostile to teachers. In my experience, okay. I mean, I mean, I'm just reading out what what the criticisms that that have been. Listen, um, if somebody's going to give me a platform to defend myself, then 
I may or may not choose to do it. You know, for example, yeah. I've had a few calls this week going, oh, right, there's, there's uh, apparently there's one of the states in America and they're bringing back corporal punishment. I bet you like that, do you? And people would want me to go on radio or TV and say, yeah, go on, hit them, hit them, hit children with bottles. But, ridiculous. Because it's like when you read, if you read a newspaper article about me, which I present me in a certain light, and you'll read the commentary. The commentary generally is, um, yes, that's right. That's what we need. Sergeant Major, put them in the army. Mm-hmm. Oh, bring back the cane. And that's not me. Nobody that was come within a, a hundred miles of me would ever think that's who I was. Listen, people like to judge others and often like to malign them without knowing them. So unless you know somebody, you don't know what they're like with kids. You don't know what they're like with adults, even. How did you know at Charter? Like, how did? How did parents respond? I mean, did you have to really fight? Like, in your office, no. did you have people coming in all the no. time or not? No. I mean, initially, I saw a lot of parents. After a while, I thought, no, I'm not. Because I'm not having parents tell me how to run the school. That's not their job, right? It's the adult, it's the head teacher's job to run the school, right? And I was very, very confident what we would... I could see it. You know, you can get negative press reports. You can have, you can have reporters on your doorstep, all that nonsense. But actually, you're in school, you're walking around going, wow, this is lovely. This is a delight. And Charlie was a delight from, from the very start. And what you get is, you get a very small but very vocal minority of parents, a tiny group, often one or two. It was just one or two, as I recall, the Charter. And they the set up um, uh, a Facebook group. And people like Facebook groups and they can all get in and they can all gripe. And, and the Chinese whisper story, yeah, I heard that. I heard, yeah, that, that he got his detention because he didn't say good morning. Oh, yeah, well, I heard that. No, nonsense. Just nonsense. And then the, the rumour factory starts. And, you know, this is, you know this, is, this is human nature. This is what happens. One of the things, um, I hope you don't mind me going through this, Barry, because it is really interesting. People are really enjoying this. Oh, Maybe. well, I'm bored to death because I've been saying it for years, but okay. <laughs> no, but Jen Jen has messaged in, and funnily enough, her Twitter handle is Teacher's Pet, and she said, great interview. So thank you, Jen, ever so much for that. Barry? She said, great interviewee, she said. That's what, I, that's, what I, that's what I think she was saying, so I'm giving you full credit there. So on At Home... Um, you said in the booklet here, once you've done your homework, you pack all of your equipment and your homework in your school bag. You check your pencil case to make sure you have three black pens that work, two sharp pencils and a 30 centimeter ruler. You don't need anything else in your pencil case. You check your timetable to ensure that you have everything you need for the next day. For example, your sports kit. You put your bag next to the rest of your uniform. At Charter, we will not accept excuses such as I forget or I slept in. Um, it's important you get a good night's sleep and have enough rest to properly study at school. As a guide, you should be asleep for 9.30pm at the latest. You need around nine hours of uninterrupted sleep every night. If you don't sleep enough, you won't learn effectively and you won't remember what you've been taught. You should keep any phones or computers away from your bed so you're not tempted to look at them at night. Now, many, many people supported a lot of that in terms of saying, right, you know what? Charter, we know the situation at that school when when you arrived in it we know the, the the you know some of the issues that were there they were well documented so i think a lot of people said you know what some, some, some but there, there were also people who who said after reading that you know what it's too i'll use that word again it's too oppressive it's too specific Tom, it's, too, demand- it's like. too demanding they can say what I, I really don't mind you can say what you like 
I'm giving... But do you not do you not think? I mean, do you, you, you do you not see that argument? No, not remotely. I'm giving kids advice so they're organised, so they get a good night's sleep, so they're not up till two o'clock in the morning on their phone watching God knows what. So they come in, or they when they get up in the morning, you're a bit groggy. Your clothes are all ready for you. Everything's ready for you. You're not rushing around. You're not going to be late. It's easy. You got up in time, and you've even got time to have some breakfast. And then you've got enough time to, to walk to school in a leisurely manner or to catch the right bus that will get you there on time. So you won't be late and you won't get late detention. There you go. I'm making your life easy. I'm a life coach. What's wrong with that? <laughs> um, the other one, Barry, that, and this one has been a really much discussed issue um, in, in recent times. You've got a section here about, I, I don't know whether you did this with the other schools that you go into. I don't know whether this is something you still say, but jewellery, makeup and hairstyles. And on hair, you've got hair should be kept neat and tidy and any hair accessories should be small, plain and grey or black coloured only. Extreme hairstyles, such as shaved emblems or lines, unnatural colour dyes or extreme differences in length are not allowed. So, um when, when when we say different length of hairstyles, I mean, I've seen people jokingly say, well, Jesus had long hair, you know, um, things like this. Oh, look, I'll tell you what, you know, oh, come on. I mean, it's pathetic, isn't it? Really, isn't it? Look, we lost the battle on uniform and, and hairstyles quite a while ago in most schools, okay? When we set up uh, McKellar in 2014, it was a very different world. When I went to Charter in 2017, even then it was a different world. Um, but yeah, I expect teach, uh, kids to have neat hairstyles. Now, when I go to advise schools, they'll often say, oh, the, the uniform's not very good, the hairstyles aren't very good, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? And they think I'm going to be going and say, right, this is it, we're going to set up a, a barber salon here. I often say, no, don't go with the uniform, don't go with the haircuts, because you will get a lot of media attention and a lot of heat when what you really need to focus on in this first instance is... Um, Manners, good manners between kids uh, and adults. Yeah. So that's what I advise schools to focus on. Now, I yeah. still think uniform and haircuts are a mess. I still think a lot of teachers could dress a lot more smartly, right? But that's the world we live in. I don't like people having um, tattoos on display either. I don't like it. But that's the world we live in. I've not seen I mean, interestingly, interestingly enough, I have to give a shout out to um, Shaniqua, who's actually listening. She's one of our TTR hosts. She actually did a show a couple of weeks ago on tattoos. And um, the guest, I think she struggled, actually, to find someone who was against it. Um, so you, you should have been the guest, Barry. Ev everyone seems well, to be pro. Well, pro tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, there are certain things we're not allowed to say now, aren't they? So that would be beyond the pale. That would be thought of as incredibly reactionary, that I don't think people should have tattoos on show in school. What's the ra interesting, though, Barry? I'm interested. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's outlandish no, for you to say that. I think it's an opinion. I'm years of age. There you go. <laughs> you know, I could be carbon dated. I'm an old man. I, it's I fine, from, Barry. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not attacking you for no, saying no, that. Don't, I know I, that. Listen, no, but yeah. I'm just saying, I come from a generation that, well, my, look, my social group, my generation, very few people I know have tattoos. There you go. But what's the rationale? I mean, interestingly enough, what's the rationale? Uh, look, I think, Tom, it's, it's really not a discussion I'm prepared to have because, again, yeah. it becomes incredibly sensationalised, doesn't it? So it becomes, yeah. so that becomes a Twitter spat. 
Now, it's, mm. so very much off the cuff comments. Well, you know, it's not really my taste. Not really my taste. There's a lot of things that aren't my taste. Uh, but, you know, they might be your taste. Fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I guess I was just getting at what the rash, what I was interested in was the no, rationale. I, I, I guess it's kind of a traditional value, isn't it? I think that you should have your top buttoned on your shirt. Well, what, what's, what's the rationale? I think you should wear a tie and I think you should wear it properly. I think you should have your shirt tucked in. I think you should polish your shoes. Um, I think you should say good morning to people. I think you should let people maybe open a door and let people go before you. But what's the rationale? Well, just it's just their values that I've grown up with and I'm comfortable with, and and I think they're polite and I think they're nice. And uh, there you go, I'm comfortable with them. It's cultural, and it's just part of my culture, I guess. Barry, thank you ever so much for giving up your time and taking my devil's advocate questions. No, listen, anytime, sir. Anytime. I'm always happy to chat. I don't get out much. <laughs> but seriously, though, really, I mean, I, I honestly, I could, I, you know, whether, whether you agree or disagree with Barry Smith, you know, is always an interesting conversation, Barry. You always have something that is, that is interesting and you're not afraid to say what you think. So I'm too old to be afraid to, too old. All right, now, okay. listen, everybody, or the half a dozen listeners, um, have... <laughs> There's actually over 70, Barry. Bloody hell. God, their, their social life is less exciting than mine, even. Um, <laughs> so have a good evening and uh, anytime, Stuart, anytime. Thanks, Barry. See you later. Cheers. Good night. Bye bye bye. That was Barry. Right. Um, I'll remove Barry from the speakers because he probably wants to go and have some dinner or something. Um, if anybody, I mean, we've, we've got a chance. Though. If anybody has a, has a comment uh, to make, then you can you can call in uh, and say what you want to say. If not, we're going to close it up now. And of course, you can continue the conversation by tweeting us at TT Radio or hashtag TT Radio, and continue to kind of post your comments. Um, again, massive thanks to Barry for for coming on at such short notice to do the interview tonight um, to talk about what's what's uh, kind of been said in the media and so on and so forth. Um, and fair play to him for, for doing that. Um, Paul O'Sullivan has tweeted, really interesting, very useful conversation to listen in on. Great character. Thank you. So there you go, Barry, if you're still listening. That is a, a nice comment. Uh, Chris Wardle, a good friend of mine as well, has tweeted in, really good values-driven conversation. Thank you, Chris. Reading Mate has texted in, interesting conversation. So, yeah, so, Barry, you've... Uh, you've really uh, interested and piqued a lot of people's interest in terms of um, what you've said. If anybody wants to call in now and share their thoughts on anything we've discussed, then you can share it. You can press the little icon in the bottom left-hand side, the little blue the little blue icon. If you agree, if you disagree, as long as you do so cordially and nicely, then we, are, we would love to hear from you you at TTR because what we are really passionate about is broadening up the conversation having lots of different people with lots of different views and hearing from them all and then allowing us as teaching professionals to make our own judgments and decisions based on that so if you want to contribute to that discussion not just in this space but in any space that we run in any show that we run then you can just click that little icon on Podbean. There's a there's an option there if it's a Podbean show. Uh, there's one starting actually in 40 minutes time with with 
Ed Finch and Toby. They'll be starting the conversation in, in about 40 minutes time for their, their late show at 9pm till 10pm. So again, on their show, you can just click the little calling button and get involved in the conversation at any time. And we love it when you do. Um, got a speaker here. It's uh, Donut again. Donut, one of our regular listeners uh, is calling in. So we'll see what Donut has to say. Donut, do you have anything that you'd like to say? And if Barry wants to call back in, then he can do, but he doesn't have to because he's probably gone at this point. Donut, you just need to unmute yourself on the bottom left. I'm not sure if you can hear me because I'm, um, I'm not driving, but I'm travelling along the M4. Can you still hear? I can. I can hear you. I just think it sounds like uh, a lot of discipline that maybe doesn't necessarily happen at home anymore, like asking a child for eye contact when you're speaking to them. I don't think that's sort of... I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a lot of discipline yeah. where parents want to be their, their child's friend and now it's the discipline is left up to teachers, I feel. That's my personal opinion. I'd be interested to hear what you or others think about that. That's a really that's a really interesting shout. So so just to clarify what you're saying, you're saying that you think that a lot of the stuff that Barry was talking about would have in the past been been insisted upon at home and maybe it's not now is that what you're Absolutely. saying Absolutely. like have you got your homework for tomorrow when you're you know when you're making sure your child's uniform's ready for tomorrow the fact that the school is now having to put that in a document is kind of shameful and i think not not that i'm a tory um but you know where they're saying school or uni is to prepare you for future life making eye contact in an interview is something that's important i don't i i don't think it's done anything wrong i i kind of agree with it to be honest there you go there you go um because i know barry probably feels sometimes like he's uh, what were those two uh the two western stars in the in the hold up in the hut at the end of the movie what the bloody hell was that Sundance Kid, was it? I can't remember. The two of them come out firing pistols anyway and get killed. Is that a Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Oh, Nathan, I knew your interjection after 90 minutes would be a good one. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I'm a big fan of Robert Redford, one of them. (laughs) That is a legendary film, in all fairness. Um, Brent, do you have a comment to make on this? Yeah, it was quite refreshing hearing Barry because uh, I feel as if I'm trapped in a parallel universe. I mean, I've I've taught in a school for the last 19 years and it was like that. Kids would open doors for you, morning, how are you? Exactly where everything Barry described there. And it's changed. A couple of head teachers, new ethos, and the kids are in charge now. And I'm holding the line and it's really tough to hold the line because... I know the traditions that the school had, you, you know, the police, the thank you, kids would clean up after their meals. And and I would have think now with a lot of my younger colleagues and also even even with a head teacher who told me that I need to be more subtle in my behaviour management, oh of my which God. I suggested, which I suggested you want to lower my standards. So there's something on the, the Kool-Aid. Oh, of, yeah. Do you know what? I'd love to, I'm going to get Barry back. If we can get Barry back in, because I'd love to hear what his, what his view on that is. <laughs> Well, I, well, you can imagine my response was my response was simply no. These are my standards, and they have been but my did, standards, and I'm not changing them. What did the head mean by by subtle? I mean, what does he that was mean? saying? Pick my battles. He was saying pick my battles, and and sometimes ignore some things from some of the children. And I'm thought I'm not doing that. I'm ignoring. I'm not ignoring battles. Well, Barry, you're not about Barry. Barry, <laughs> Barry, do you have a, do you have a view on this? Can you hear me, sir? Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just listening. I think it was Jen and then Brent, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, 
um, my heart goes out to to old Brent there. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, what would you what, would would you, you ever that. say I mean, that, listen, Barry? I don't know, Brent. Maybe all for the children. Maybe cruel and nasty, and he maybe loves <laughs> pineapples and cellophane like that other evil person. But, um, <laughs> but I don't know what's going on in that school. But to me, if you're the head teacher, should be standing up there, and he should be teaching everybody in assemblies and teachers. Say, listen, this is how we talk to one another. You know, we say good morning to each other. We ask each other, do you have a nice weekend? Yeah, I had a nice weekend. What about you? This is the norm. These are social life This is what we but do. But do you think, do you think, uh, I mean, this is shameful, just... I think Jen said, that we have to teach that. But then, you know, mm. I don't mind teaching that. I like it. I like the fact that you're building a relationship with kids. And uh, then teaching can be a cracking job when you're having a lovely time like that. It's not Would a lovely be... job when generally the default um, reaction from kids is curled lip and they see adults as the enemy. That's a pretty awful way to earn a living. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay, so, um, like, I, I was going to say, is there not that argument, though, to say, like, that, and I've heard and I've heard this argument, actually, between um, ex-footballers, right? Uh, and it was, I can't remember, it was maybe Roy Keane or Gary Neville or whoever it was. And they were saying that nowadays managers in the dressing room, they couldn't get away with what they got away with even 10 years ago, right? In terms of like having a go at a player or, you know, calling a player out yeah. or yeah. whatever, challenging a player, you know, now they, they're saying that many of the changes have been positive that have happened, but so, that their point was that now it is a new world and therefore we need to adapt to that world because, the, because the the expectations have changed the the you know the way in which people think has maybe changed i mean society may have changed i don't know but but they, this was what they were saying I, i'm willing to accept some of the, i've softened as i've got older ironically because i've had to i'm married to a clinical psychologist and i understand compassion focused <laughs> therapy i've read into a lot of stuff but I understand psychology. I also understand children. They need consistency. They need um, respect. They need boundaries. They need, deep down, kids don't want chaos and anarchy. They want to know where they stand. And they want, and even that's with, with kids with, with learning difficulties. I very rarely struggle with kids with learning difficulties because they know what they're going to get with me. They're always going to get a greeting at the door. I have a routine. I have consistency. The problem is, is that uh, my colleagues around me are second-guessing what's the ethos today. And it's now all about how we talk to the children we you know we're, we're the adult in the room and i think unfortunately the children are running riot because there's not the consequences of their action they get too many chances there's no sort of not i, I hate saying old-fashioned discipline because the discipline i got at school i was one of the last kids to be caned at school in, in the 80s and i know exactly that had the opposite effect in me so i'm i'm not cruel on the kids but I am, I am, I'm not harsh. I'm strict in them. I'm, I'm an old school disciplinarian. But kids respect that. And over time, they often say that the younger kids are a little bit, ooh, Mr. Poland's a, you know, a little bit, ooh, scary. And I'm not. But over time, they realize that they, I, as they get older, everything is there. And, and then they soften up. I soften up. By the time I leave in year 11, I'm hugging those kids and, and, and saying they're, they're like family. And that's the thing. You build up that relationship. But you've yeah. got to establish exactly what, Barry's saying you've got to establish the hierarchy. But the interesting thing you say about the the head the head teacher, I actually had that conversation with the head teacher and says, you know, when I felt the child undermined the head teacher in front of the rest of the school, and the head teacher in my book should have probably did the Alex Ferguson on him. 
but he didn't. He did a, a kind of a very different, I, I'll talk to that student afterwards. Whereas many of the staff thought, oh my God, the head teacher's just been challenged by the ch child. I mean, in the hierarchy of things, that shouldn't happen. And he didn't deal with it there and then. And I says, well, at the end of the day, you know, we, we would need an Alex Ferguson as a manager. And he says, well, I'm not an Alex Ferguson. I'm a, a, a Pochettino. And when my response was, well, Alex Ferguson's probably the greatest manager we've had. You know, I would rather, I would rather have Alex Ferguson. And I'm a Liverpool supporter. So, that, so I've had that conversation where and I had teachers honestly me says, I'm not doing that that way any longer. The world has changed. Exactly what you've said. But I think you can go too far the other way. And I think you can go too far the, the, the extreme discipline way. I, th I think somewhere in the middle is the, is the, the Goldilocks porridge. And it's got to be whatever your school is at at the moment. But at the same time, you've got to have consistency and you've got to have respect. And I think I've been dealing with a lot of disrespect from parents as well as pupils. And misogynistic behaviour, actually, ironically, towards some of my younger female members, colleagues. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that goes on now. Yeah. Parents won't try it on with me because they know it's like they're never going to get away with, with me. But I find that I have to protect a lot of my colleagues who are coming to me about fictitious complaints and complaints from children and TikTok videos, which I know you highlighted. Um, yes. um, and I've seen that kind of stuff where people are undermined. And I've seen my, com I've seen my colleagues... I'm, I must say... I, yeah, sorry, Brent, to interrupt. Yeah. I must say that I agree with you in, the, in, in some of the contexts I've worked with. You know, there has been a... Some misogyny, I, 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 yeah, like misogyny, you know, that definitely has. I, I think it's maybe it's always been an issue, but I mean, it has always been an issue, but maybe it's just become like you say. I mean, I'm sure Barry, Barry, I don't know if you want to come in on this, but maybe can you hear me, sir? I can, I can. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, success, I can even hear you now. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I keep saying this over and over again, it's the head's job to set the culture. So the heads, what do I say? E pluribus unum. Out of many, we've got to make one. So you come across that threshold, don't know what's happening in the outside world, but this is the school culture. And whatever happens outside, okay, they're the rules outside. But the rules inside, this is how we talk to one another. I think Jen mentioned earlier, um, she was talking about kids and parents and stuff. I was on the train recently, and I was, you know, I was sat opposite uh, father. It was a family, actually, father, a couple of kids, mother, a couple of kids. And everyone looked at their phone. Nobody spoke to one another. And kind of occasionally there was the odd thing said. Very, very little was said. Very little communication. Um, when the kid didn't understand what the father said, the kid went, wah! And the parent just repeated it. So it wasn't, oh, we don't say wah to one another. That's not how we talk to one another. So, again, I'm going to say teachers, and we raise this in assemblies. When you don't hear somebody, you say, oh, sorry, excuse me, oh, pardon? All of those things, please, you know, steps, what is it? We, we end our sentence with Sir and Miss. I often call kids Sir and Miss because I'm very polite and I often forget your names. Thank you, excuse me, please. I always say, I bet your mum and dad have taught you that, haven't you? Thank you, excuse me, please. The final lesson steps is smile. Am I saying going around grinning? No, because that would be really weird. Smile just means it's shorthand for your body language, your facial expression, your tone of voice are warm and welcoming and friendly. Just the way we're going to model it. Teachers, it's really important. We don't walk around grumpy. We go out of our way to be super polite. And children, we expect you to be every bit as polite to us as we are to you. And that constant, constant, constant modelling, constant messaging. Well, it's been, it's been, we've unfortunately run out of time, but it's been an absolutely fantastic conversation. So thanks to every person who has contributed with 
something tonight. Um, if you do get Lindsay a chance... mentioned the word teacher's dress. I agree with you, Lindsay. Yeah. Tell you yeah. What I would add, but just, you know, just personal taste. But tell you what I love. I love art teachers that look like art teachers. <laughs> I, I just, I just love it. I just think it's pretty. You can spot them a mile off. I just love it because they're wacky and they got wacky hair and they got wacky jewelry, uh, wacky clothes. And I just think, wow, you are just an art teacher. And I just love it. So there you go. Does that, does that extend to humanities teachers with with uh, patches under their arms? No, as you well need to throw yourself out. But, but Barry, <laughs> what if what if it's an art teacher that's got a tattoo? Like seriously, I do, I don't like tattoos. Yeah, but would you let them have it? <laughs> no, I would. I would. I would send them to have skin grafts. Put that in the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, it's as I said. That's called humour, okay? Yes, I got that, that just, bit. I picked that up. Oh, sensational! Oh my God, what this monster said now? <laughs> I picked that up. Um, anyway, this this show, as all Teachers Talk Radio shows, is sponsored by Witherslack Group. And on the pin tweets, if you just go along, scroll along with your finger to the far right hand side, uh, you've got a free school support pack, which is absolutely fantastic. Download it; it's got it's really great. And they've got webinars coming up um, in the next couple of weeks on issues that are going to help a lot of teachers. Actually, there's one on teaching students with dyslexia. Um, there's one on um, managing uh, change for students. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of, I mean, it's really useful. So check out where this like group, they're pinned to the top of the space and they're all free to register for as well. Um, Brent, uh, Barry and Donut, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you ever so much for, uh, for your contributions. And we will be live again in 25 minutes with... Ed Have a good night, people. Bye. And Toby. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.